0: It was me, I had five of them, you know what I mean? It was bad decision making. Um, Timely was down
1: two and I try to cross over right there, slip, turn it over. I had some bad passes in the first half, you know what I mean? They, they got you know, a significant amount of uh, more shots than us. And so, you know, for me, I got to take care of the ball. We, we got 17 turnovers. We shoot the ball too well not to have those opportunities to score. Okay, we go to Zoom for two questions. <laughs> His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was hey, on crash. man. Come on, man. New
0: sports desk.
1: Hey, bro, you listening
0: to the sports dance. You're listening to the sports show.
1: Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another episode of the Sports Desk This is episode 128 I'm your man Desert L. Hicks Jr. One half of your sportsologist I am in studio I'll be calling Black in a Minute via cell phone Uh, But you guys know why you're listening man We're recapping game 4 of the 2021 NBA Finals Between the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks We got a 2-2 series man we now got a series. A lot of people, a lot of people and experts say a series doesn't start until Game Five if it gets that far of an NBA playoff series, and we de- indeed have a Game Five coming up this Saturday night, nine o'clock in Phoenix. And boy, I cannot wait. So hope everybody's doing well out there. Again, thank you for joining in and listening uh, to the sports desk. Really appreciate all the support and everything you guys give us weekend. And week out, okay. So, of course, last night was game five, game, excuse me, game four of the 2021 NBA Finals. And what a scene it was! What a scene it was. Of course, you had the Suns having an opportunity to go three games to one versus the Milwaukee Bucks, who did what they had to do to even the series at two games apiece. Okay, so uh, a lot of theatrics last night. A lot of theater last night. Um, a lot of stories were told in Game 4. And we're going to break those uh, down. And uh, once again, man, you, you just got to love the NBA Finals. You, you got to love what it represents. It's a series between the two best teams uh, in the league for this year or any year. And they do get out, man. I mean, I want to say majority of the time, you know, you you, you get a very good series year in and out from the NBA with the finals. I mean, here and there, you might get your sweep from a team or you might get a team winning five games. But, you know, the majority of the time, you're looking at a six-game, seven-game series. Just just from me, watching and covering the finals um and that's why again it's my favorite uh championship sporting event um there is i just really enjoy it all right so um we're getting ready to get black on the phone so we can break down uh these uh this game game four that took place on uh wednesday night um like i said a lot of theatrics a lot of a lot of ups a lot of downs uh for both teams but ultimately the milwaukee bucks end up winning this game let's get black in here All right, so Black act like he didn't want to answer the phone, I guess. So I'm pretty sure he'll call us back. So I'm going to go ahead and kick it off. I'm going to go ahead and kick it off um, with Game 4 that took place uh, last night uh, of the NBA Finals. So, of course, the game was in Milwaukee. Uh, Giannis coming into this game was on its hair um, scoring 40 points uh, in game two and game three. Um, the stage was set for Giannis to come in and do exactly that. But I think if you've really been watching the series, um, that just wasn't the case. Uh, we got Black calling in now. Black.
0: Hello, sir.
1: I guess you're ready to talk now since you hung up the phone while listeners was I- expecting to hear from you.
0: Uh, I didn't hang up the phone, sir. If I did, that was a mistake. My listeners understand. Our listeners understand.
1: Oh, okay. We'll see if they truly do. All right, Black, uh, we're here to talk about the NBA finals game four, um, that took place last night. Of course, Milwaukee evening up the series, two games apiece. Um, very, uh, this game had a lot of ups and downs, had a lot of different stories, Let's go ahead and kick off with uh the first quarter of the basketball game, man. Uh what did you see? What did you observe in the first quarter? At this time, you got Phoenix up two. Milwaukee got one game. You know Milwaukee got to try to get it done, as they did at the end of the game, but what did you see in the first quarter of this game?
0: Um, I seen this first quarter that the Suns came out very aggressive. Uh Devin Booker was very aggressive, making plays, making shots. Um I but the Milwaukee Bucks. Stay right there with them. You know they they never let it get out of control. But De- Devin Booker came ready to play basketball uh, last night. So in the first quarter, he just asserted himself early to let them know it's what going to be a night like it was last game. So that's what I got in the first quarter. <clears throat> and then the the hustle plays from the Bucks. You know, getting turnovers turn them into buckets. You know, uh, those those plays uh, give give you a lot of energy. So that's what I really that's really
1: stood out in the first quarter. Yeah, same here. You've seen Devin Booker come out aggressive as, you know, with the abysmal game that he had uh, in game three. Uh, Booker came out early, took the first shot of the game for Phoenix. Uh, the bucket counted. And you just kind of seen the mindset that he was in. Um, once again, Giannis exited, exits out the game in like the first minute or two. Now, he's been doing this all finals. He even did it back versus the Nets. And I guess Giannis came out last. Not, not I guess, he said it. He said he had to tinkle, had to go to the restroom. So I guess it's, you know this has been coming to thing because I always wonder why is Giannis is checking out after the first two minutes or so of the game and Giannis revealed that he had to go to the restroom. So I'll leave it there. I would like to suspect that he's probably going in the back, probably getting some treatment to that knee, but they're not exposing that because it's really kind of weird but anyway so Giannis exits he comes back and you kind of see Phoenix building a wall around Giannis Giannis is not able to attack uh the paint get to the wreck as easy as he did in game two and game three you had DeAndre Ayton primarily defending Giannis when Giannis got down into the paint so you see that Phoenix was going to make it extremely difficult for Giannis to beat them And you saw that in the first quarter. It really looked like early on that Phoenix was trying to run away with this thing in the first quarter. They got up as much as, I think, nine points in the first. But Milwaukee ran that down and uh, made it a close quarter uh, going into the second quarter. So the game, you know, looked like it was going to go Phoenix's way early and they were going to bust it open. But that just wasn't the case. So we're going to the second quarter. At this point in time, Booker has scored at least 10 points in the first quarter. Um, the Bucs are hanging in there. You see DeAndre Ayton really just taking over on the rebounds in the second quarter. Black, what did you what did you see in the second quarter from the Bucks? Because they really had to fight and fight to stay in this game. What did you see with the Bucs going into the second quarter leading into halftime?
0: Oh, I seen Chris Middleton come alive. <laughs> I see Chris Middleton finally... Start making some shots and, uh, and big shots and all, and and Devin Devin Booker also to himself, he, he stayed assertive. He had, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he had 12 in the second quarter itself to give him 22 at, at halftime. So both of those guys really asserted themselves in the second quarter. They were, um, uh, uh, oh man, I just slipped my mind. Not Devin Booker. Oh man.
1: DeAndre
0: Ayton. No, not DeAndre Ayton. Um, the Bucks, who I was just talking about, I Chris Middleton just that quick. Chris Middleton, you need to get drug testing, my boy. No, I'm good. Oh, okay. I had a loss of thought for a second there. Okay, but um, Chris Middleton made some really tough buckets in the uh, in the second in in the in the second. I mean, in the second quarter to you know get this thing, you know, keep this thing tight. You know, I it it, it noticed to me that the Bucks never let this game really get out of control. The biggest lead that. The Suns had was was nine points, and they never let it get out of control or get over 10 or anything like that. So it was it was good that, that Chris Middleton was able to kind of assert himself finally in this game, even though in game three he was making uh, timely shots, but Giannis was just so dominant, they really didn't seem like they were needed. But in this game, you Chris Middleton really uh, asserted himself in the second half, and uh, that was the big part I got out of the second quarter.
1: Yeah, to me, it was more of the same of the first quarter from Phoenix. But like you said, Milwaukee fought back, and Chris Middleton really got going. Also, Drew Holiday's defensive presence really started to swarm Chris Paul. Now, we're going to talk about Chris Paul individually in a second here. But you saw Drew Holiday picking up Chris Paul from 75 to 94 feet, uh, full court before, you know, Phoenix could really get into an offense. And Chris Paul was visibly. Uh, Bothered, Chris Paul was visibly shaken He didn't look himself Chris Paul looked fatigued And it looked like Drew Holiday And the bigger Bucks team Looked like they were wearing on Chris Paul And you really started to see it In that second quarter, a lot of Chris Paul's shots were flat, hitting the front of the rim. He wasn't really able to separate himself off pick and rolls. And around that time, Devin Booker really had to clean it up for the Phoenix Suns uh, offensively, uh, scoring 12 points in the second quarter. Um, DeAndre Ayton was still maiming the boards. He was grabbing everything off the boards, but the turnovers from Phoenix in the second quarter kind of offset that. They weren't able to get more shooting opportunities as the Milwaukee Bucks outshot the Phoenix Suns the entire game due to the 17 turnovers. And Chris Paul had five of those um, himself, just one-on-one turnovers. But overall, you just see more of the same. And you've seen the the battle, so to speak, between Middleton and Booker emerging. And how fitting uh, should it have been between those two? Booker with a bad game in game three. Chris Middleton had a decent game in game three, but we were just waiting and waiting for a game for Chris Middleton. And by God, did we get one? It's like the Bucs have started slow all playoffs except the Miami Heat series. They started off slow. They get better each game. And I got to say, man, it's starting to look very, very rocky for the Phoenix Suns to win an NBA championship this year. And, you know, I'm not going to be a prisoner of the moment. Both teams did what they had to do at home. It's 2-2. They did what they had to do at home, but in that second quarter, you just see Milwaukee really just start to wear down on Phoenix, minus DeAndre Ayton's rebound and rebound and Devin Booker's uh, performance on the offensive end. All right, so we're now we're sitting at halftime. Um, very, I think it was a tight game at this point, got so close to it, sitting at halftime. We're getting ready to go into the third quarter, and the, the game has really taken shape. We all kind of know what we're expecting. You got Chris Chris Middleton, I mean Chris Middleton, you got Devin Booker putting on a show and you just have a grinded out uh, matchup between everybody else with the Bucks and Phoenix. Some are rebounding, getting to the paint. It just turned to a classic Mono E Mono NBA finals game with Middleton versus Booker. And then you have the rest of everybody else just really just trying to hit open shots and get key rebounds. So we're going to the third quarter black. What did you see from the third quarter uh uh between Phoenix and Milwaukee as they set up for a a uh, wild fourth quarter?
0: Yeah, like you like you just stated, uh Chris Middleton versus Devin Booker was all real in the third quarter. You know, they started in the second and they picked it back up in the third. But one thing that really stood out to me was uh, what I was seeing from Chris Paul. I didn't like what I was seeing from Chris Paul. It's just like he got really stagnant. He turned the ball over a few times in the third on key possessions that, you know, that helped, that helped the Bucks get that energy and keep this game close like uh, like they needed to. Chris Paul wasn't I, – I, his shot making wasn't there like you stated. It wasn't there. In the third, he just looked like he was out of it. He was gassed, like you stated. But he was, it was, he was really big. Cause usually in these games, when Chris Paul's on, we see him usually come on in the third quarter, you know, mid-third quarter, you know, getting ready to go into the fourth. He'll start turning it on. But we didn't get that from him. And that was that really stood out. But we once again, we got the energy and we started getting shot making from the role players from the bucks, shot making uh the uh, McCutton is that his name? The the the, the shooter,
1: Connington, uh, guy
0: from Connington. Connington started making shots in the third, so that was a big lift for the Bucks to keep this game close and get it get it closest down as, as as two or even even one at one point. But he was making big shots, and then I I also seen Giannis. It was it was points in that in the third where Giannis was taking the bringing the ball up, and he was dictating what was going to happen with the offense. He was facilitating. He found McConaugh in the corner for two two big-time threes to keep this game close. So I like the fact that Giannis got the ball and run the ball up and dictated what was happening on the offensive end in the third
1: quarter. Yeah, I want to mention about Giannis, too. You know, I've seen a lot of people after the game tweet, you know, Giannis wasn't dominant. You know, Giannis is showing why he's not Batman or why Chris Middleton is Batman because Middleton had the 40 points. For, for people who don't watch basketball and who don't know basketball, I want to talk to you for a second. What Giannis Kumpo did last night for the entire game, that was needed for his team. This was the best game to me that Giannis played in the finals. I'm not, and I, the, the, the fact that Giannis only had I think he had 29 28 points or something like that I think he had, he had 26 points from Giannis But listen, Giannis had 14 Rebounds and 9 assists Giannis almost got a triple-double You want to know why I thought this was the best game from Giannis? Because Giannis did everything He had his hand in all pots, the assists, the rebounding. Lord knows we're going to talk about these magnificent block shots that he had late in the fourth quarter coming up in a minute, but Giannis did everything that his team needed. Chris Middleton is equipped to go up against Devin Booker, and that was his assignment. His assignment was to go bucket for bucket with Devin Booker, and Giannis did everything else. I was very impressed with Giannis last night. He almost gave me a, a LeBron James feel last night, and you mentioned it with him bringing the ball up the court. Giannis is not the best passer, but I will say this. His passing is improving. Every single game Giannis's is passing is getting better and better. He hit Konetan with some big in the pocket three-point shots. Drew Holiday hit him with some nice uh in the pocket coming off pick and roll shots at the elbow. Like Giannis just was locked in and you can tell that Giannis is the most focused player out of both teams. You can tell. I'm talking about Mm -hmm. throughout this whole series, Giannis looks like the most locked in out of everybody who's participating in these NBA finals. So for me, even though Booker and Middleton were going shot for shot all night long, that third quarter was more about Giannis to me. Giannis found other ways to assert himself and, 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 and utilize his skills in a way that's not going to be mentioned in the media in a way that's not going to be mentioned on social media. Like, excuse me like I said before if you watch basketball go back and analyze Giannis's game last night I mean excuse me on uh Wednesday night in the third quarter he played a complete game a complete game and his team needed that even though Chris Middleton gave you 40 the third quarter to me was all about Giannis Antetokounmpo all right Black, let's go you got anything on that what's up no
0: no no. I'm just saying man it, it was it was just man Giannis just speaking on Giannis man I'm uh I'm loving what he's doing, man. I, I just love it, the energy, the focus. That's what you need to see from, from your superstars that you have playing in these type of moments, man. And that's what we're getting for Giannis. And see, Giannis, Giannis literally said, okay, I'm going to bring this ball up. Either you're going to let me get to the rack, you're going you gonna to double, and I'm going to kick, and my shooter's going to make shots. And that's what happened. Mm-hmm. We've seen it happen. And you've seen it before it even happened. Giannis would drive, uh, two bodies would come, he kicking. If you're not gonna drive, I'ma go to the I'ma I'ma go to the rim. Either you gonna foul me or I'm gonna lay it up or either donkey. Yeah. It was it was simple, it was simple as that. It's, yeah. it's no other way, it's no other way it could be drawn up. It's like Giannis was just like, give me the ball, like Drew, give me the ball, get out the way, you come off a screen, and we gon we gonna get these buckets and we going we gonna slow and the thing that, that that I liked about it, Milwaukee slowed this game down. They slowed this, <clears> in the third day, it slowed this game down drastically from what it was in the first half and 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 that was dictated by Giannis bringing the ball up that's what that was and man just to see the way he is playing Giannis may not have uh the most dominant game in this game but all of the most of the key plays and big time moments in this game Giannis name was written all over and that's what you need for your superstar
1: yeah and I would I would I would um I would um like debate if this was Giannis' best game, most dominant game, I would debate that just because what he did and all of the this, this, uh, this excuse me the statistical categories it, he, he was the most he had the most complete game. But I want to make this comparison real quick before we go to the fourth quarter, and I take I can't take credit for this because I I heard uh, uh, Chris Boussard and Colin Cowher say this earlier today on their show, and it resonated with me. I don't know if anybody else caught it, but Chris Middleton and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Not they're not like not that they're like these two, but their roles are comparable and similar to Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant. Hear me out. Giannis Antetokounmpo is dominant. He's not a shooter, he's not a flashy dribbler, he's not a a pull-up to the elbow shooter like like basically all of us are trying to make Giannis be like a shooter. That's not his game. His game is dominating the paint. His game is blocking shots. His game is controlling the rebounds offensively and defensively. And when I heard them talk about that, I said, man, that's an outstanding comparison. Because when you get to the fourth quarter, Giannis is, does not have the ability to sh- to create his own shot. That's Chris Middleton, a la Kobe Bryant when he played with Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq dominated, dominated these games. But when these games were close And you needed somebody to take the ball, create their own shot, no matter if it's at level one, level two, or level three on the basketball four. Kobe Bryant did it. Shaquille O'Neal was not Mm -hmm. able to do that. This is what Chris Middleton is doing. Chris Middleton is the creator. He's the closer. He is the one. He is not exciting. Chris Middleton is not energetic. Matter of fact, Chris Middleton is what you would call vanilla. But let me tell you something. In these fourth quarters... This man is proving his $130 million contract. This man is proving his all-star appearances. This man is proving why he should be on Team USA. Chris Middleton is a silent assassin. And it's taken us so long to appreciate Chris Middleton more and more and more. Hence the comparison. Not saying that they are. Because there will never be another Kobe and Shaq. But the comparison is Giannis is dominant like Shaquille O'Neal, and Chris Middleton is that complimentary, any shot you need, I can get Kobe Bryant comparison. What do you think about that, Black? Uh yeah, man. I'm uh
0: it's 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 close. I have to agree with that. I would have to agree with that. It's very, very close to uh comparing those those guys to one another because Chris, I was looking at Chris Middleton, man, and it was like, he was getting buckets at all three levels last night. Yeah, he was he was able to get inside mid range and then the three point shot. Yep, you know, and, and and then and then to see these plays where he come off a screen and then come out like he's going to shoot and come back in and just put that little that little mid range jumper up, man. It's 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 amazing to see him play like that. Like it's a lot of it's a lot of move it's a lot of movement that he does, but he's dictating what shots he want to take. It's like he. He's comfortable where he is taking his shots on the court. Yeah. Like I I'm I'm happy he had his breakout, breakout game, because the Bucs really needed that. And you already knew coming into the game last night that um the Suns were going to put put uh put uh Giannis on notice like you're not gonna do what you've been doing in the last two games to us. You're not gonna get 40. But Chris Smithson said, okay, well, if you ain't gonna let him get it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it. Right, and that's what we seen from Chris Middleton, and then like you said, well, Giannis, man, Giannis is being that defensive force, force that un- unstoppable force, man. Like Giannis, the Suns literally have nobody that could check Giannis. They have to, they have to, they have to uh, team plan around Giannis because there's no one person that can stop him. No, it's like DeAndre Ayton in the first, you know, before the finals, we were just the man was he was playing. Uh, lights out in this series because you have to. It's so much energy and you 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 doing so much to stop Giannis It's like it's like Aton to me has kind of got taken away offensively mm-hmm. from this game. And he was a big part of this game plan for the Sun. I mean, big part of the uh, Suns off for the Suns offensively. Mm-hmm. And we're not seeing that for him. We're seeing him do a lot of rebounding now. He's rebounding the ball great, like you stated. He's rebounding the ball great, but offensively. Um, he's he hasn't been I think only game was like game one either two he had like 22 points but that was his <laughs> most output in this series so far but a lot of that comes from having to deal with Giannis play after play after play after play yeah because he he literally <laughs> I know he I know he had to deal with Joker and, and, and those guys but Giannis is it's just different it's like Giannis is so dominant like yeah you're it, freak. It, it demand It demands your attention, your energy, everything. So to, to see the comparison that you said and, uh, that Kyle Hurt and them brung up, man, is it's all it's, 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 it's close is close on uh, yeah, yeah. with those guys.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and really think about it like, man, like I I mean, if you look at them too, that's the comparisons. And don't get me wrong, Giannis is the best player on this team. This is Giannis's team. But let me tell you something. It's the same thing with Kobe and Shaq. You knew what Kobe brought to the team. They were like A1 and AB. You knew everything that Kobe brought to the Lakers team, but Shaq was the guy. Shaq was the most dominant force. That's why he got all the Finals MVPs. And it's going to be the same way with Chris Middleton and Giannis if the Bucs win the championship. Giannis is going to get the Finals MVP. Giannis is going to get all the glory. But let me tell you something. Chris Middleton is going to be right there in the conversation if they win this championship of how important he was to this team. And we saw last night, excellent performance by um, uh, Chris Middleton. All right, Black, let's get to the fourth quarter, man. This is more about the Phoenix Suns than it is the Milwaukee Bucks. Let's just start off with Phoenix. Mm Phoenix was in control in the fourth quarter. Phoenix was hitting timely shots. You had Cameron Payne coming in here at timely shots. Devin Booker was still on the roll, even though he was in foul trouble. He was on the roll until he got his fourth foul and was taken out of the game. I mean, his fifth foul and was taken out of the game. You've seen Cam Johnson hit a timely bucket. A couple of shots coming off the perimeter. It looked like Chris Paul was starting to get a little groove going midway through the fourth quarter. He got a couple of lucky bouncing shots from the mid-range. It seems like Phoenix was going to go up three games to run. It really wasn't looking well for the Milwaukee Bucks. But then, Black, we get to the six minute mark in the fourth quarter. Phoenix is clinging to a four-point lead and then the bottom fell out. The Mm -hmm. bottom (laughs) fell out for the Phoenix Suns and it was one thing after another. And, And let's just start off with Chris Paul. Look, Let's just call it what it is. We love Chris Paul here on the sports desk. We give Chris Paul all his props and all his respect. And we're, we, you know, we root for Chris Paul. But let me tell you something, Black, and I'm sure you agree with me. Chris Paul was flat out awful last night. He, he was, was awful. He was abysmal last night. Chris Paul had six turnovers. He gave you 10 points. He only had four rebounds. He played 37 minutes. Chris Paul was not effective at all for his team. Chris Paul was the worst player on the floor last night, both teams. Chris Paul looked it fatigued. Chris Paul looked it old. Chris Paul, like he could not figure out Drew Holiday for nothing. Chris Paul let his team down. And in the most close moments in the fourth quarter, he had two turnovers. When I looked at my TV screen black and said, what are you doing? What are you doing to Chris Paul? Uncharacteristic Erratic crossover That he lost the ball No one was around him He looked at gas Wasn't getting any lift On his shots I mean the man's Barely six feet tall So he's not getting That much lift anyway He just wasn't doing Much of nothing And I'm gonna just say it man Chris Paul cost his team Devin Booker can't score 42 points And you lose by five Exactly You can't have that So Black What's What's your what's your outlook on Chris Paul's performance in the fourth quarter before we switch to what Milwaukee ended up doing?
0: Uh, I I, I want to say this defensively, defensively uh, about Milwaukee with Chris Paul. I noticed in previous games in this series how the Suns dictated the pick and roll. That that table has turned now. Yeah, that table has turned. Yep. instead of the the Bucks. The Bucks literally are not sitting back on that pick-and-roll no more. They're coming up, they're getting up under you on that pick-and-roll, and that's causing Chris Paul trouble.
1: Yes, it is. Chris
0: Paul is used to coming off the, the pick-and-roll with a lot of space to work with, and he's not being allowed that space anymore. Correct. Not at all. And that causes turnovers and big moments and missed shots. That's what we get from Chris Paul. Chris Paul in the last three games have at has a combined fifteen turnovers.
1: 15. Yeah, that's bad.
0: That is horrible. You know why he has fifteen turnovers? Because the Bucks are dictating dictating what's happening on that pick and roll. What did we say in the pick and roll? Uh, in our first preview show after the first game, we said the Suns were killing them on a the pick and roll. Yep. What's happening? What's happening now, D? They what's take it back. Now? They took it from them. <laughs> They've taken it away from them, and. That's what's going on with Chris Paul because he can't do what he used to doing. He's not getting that airspace and that freedom that he used to. Drew Holiday is up under him. Uh PJ Tucker is up under him. Middleton yep. is up under him. Yep. They even has they even had says what where Giannis was on him, and Giannis wasn't giving him nothing. Yeah. So it's it's man, Chris Paul has been very bothered in this series. I mean, he's been very bothered in these last three games. He's been very bothered. Yeah. And I see, I see this continuing with Milwaukee doing this because they know that we can't let Chris just makes all his big plays and everything that he does well off that pick and roll. And Milwaukee was like, no, if you're going to beat us, you're going to beat us some other type of way. Yeah, You're not going to beat us off this pick and roll. And in the third quarter, that was key. key you got key turnovers from Chris Paul coming from do, using the pick and roll where he couldn't do anything. So Milwaukee – Milwaukee defense in the fourth quarter D was prime time. And I believe that's what turned this game around to get them to win.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. Milwaukee's defensive, just lockdown on just specifically Chris Paul. He's the head of the snake. And it was evident. I mean, well said by you black. I mean, everything that you said, that was, I mean, I mean, that was 4k. I mean, very clear to see, Last night what Milwaukee were doing, but I will say this I kind of questioned Monty Williams a little bit um about the adjustments that could have been made. Now hear me out here. In games one, two, Chris Paul was more of an offensive threat. Chris Paul was in a scores mentality. Chris Paul really wasn't running the offense in a way like they were doing on the road. He kind of went back to this traditional point guard type of Chris Paul. And he's very good at that. But in games one and game two, Chris Paul was very assertive. He was scoring, he was aggressive, and that just wasn't the case for Chris Paul. Very sparingly was Chris Paul looking to get his shot off. Now, we've seen him blurt out in in the third quarter, I'm just going to start shooting, I'm just going to start shooting. He was saying that on the sidelines, but by that time, it was too late. It was too late by then. Like, Milwaukee had already had the DNA on lock. So it wasn't nothing Chris Paul can do. I would love to see if Monty Williams adjusts going forward to turn Chris Paul back into a scorer because let's face it, Devin Booker can bring the ball up. Chris Paul doesn't have to always bring the ball up. Devin Booker can bring that ball up. I would really like to see what adjustments that Monty Williams makes because Budenholzer, we give him crap all the time for not adjusting. But by God, he's adjusted beautifully in this series so far. Yes, he has. Beautifully. I mean, I guess he he got sick of us talking about him. But Budenholzer has been doing a great job. All right, Black, let's get deeper to the fourth, man. Let's talk about the block that's considered, uh, some people would say, is the greatest block. Of all time Let me paint the picture for you black And then, then I'll ask you the question Do you uh, Where do you rank that block When I say It is a treat To see a basketball player's IQ on display I love that about the game the physical, the physical Dominance of basketball players And what they can do and the power and the speed That's great man I mean I'm entertained just like the next person But listen when you see a player like Giannis Antetokounmpo with the IQ that he displayed last night by really predicting the play that the Phoenix Suns were going to run to take the lead back deep into the fourth quarter, Giannis is at the top of the screen. Pick and roll is being done on Giannis. Giannis does a quick move off the pick and roll, and he jumps without even knowing that it's DeAndre Ayton. He ain't know it was Ayton over there. He just Mm -hmm. knew it was going to be a lob from Devin Booker to somebody over there. And when A.N. was well over Giannis, I thought Giannis was going to get bammed on. And Giannis Mm -hmm. blocked that shot and my mouth hit the ground. Because just to see that in motion was unreal. He predicted the play. He got out of harm's way, timed his jump, and timed the block before Aiden, who's a seven-foot tall man. This ain't no little dude. This is a seven-foot tall man with a seven-foot-four wingspan. And he blocked his shot before he, the ball could even touch the rim. But like, let's just talk about that play. I mean, we've seen some fantastic fantastic plays in our lifetime but where does that play from Giannis blocking that shot where it was a certified guaranteed two points from DeAndre Ayan how do you feel about that uh, block from Giannis
0: man first of all uh amazing recovery by Giannis man on that play like you said (laughs) we I thought he was about to get dunked down man because Aiden already had rose up man you just you seen as soon as soon as Booker flicked that I was like, yep. oh man, here it go. Yeah. You know, but Giannis recovered and got back in that play and made that block, man. Uh and, and that's what I'm talking about with Giannis, man. Superstars make big plays. And that's what you need from your from your soup from your superstars on your team. Yeah. Like make big plays in, in big moments. And that's what we got from Giannis in that moment. Such a good play, man, and and and, and, it, and it changed everything. I'm not sure at that point they were they were down one or either they were up one at that point.
1: The Bucks were but, up one. Um, the Bucks were yeah, up. Yeah, they were up one.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then that's when that's when uh, they went down court, and uh, Chris Willington got the layup even yep. when they thought uh, Booker had fouled him, and he got them. No, no, no. When they Booker went straight up in the air, but he fell and. Um, Chris Middleton got the layup to put them up three. Yes. So yeah, man. Just like energy players like that, big time plays like that, man. they just seen that just seeing voltage through your team, man. And we see we we seen the Bucks, man, uh, going to get that win, man. After such an amazing, amazing big time block from Giannis.
1: Yeah, just just spectacular, man. And I, I've watched the play several times because I'm just in awe of the ability, the IQ that Giannis had on display it doesn't get talked about enough you know in basketball or any sport all fans are just so attracted to you know the 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 fun play uh the fun moments the the things that you know are just obvious you know like scoring the basketball but there's so many different dynamics to basketball especially when you get to these ultra superstar talented players and i just i just was in awe of Giannis of Giannis's mental uh, capacity and basketball IQ just at that moment of the game. And, you know, before we go any further, like I don't think it's better than LeBron's chase down block in game seven, just because of the, the scenario late fourth quarter, uh, top hall game, um, game seven, 73 and 19, just a lot of things there that is going to keep LeBron's block. Number one for me, but man, It'd be hard pressed to see if anything else is better than that, than what Giannis did last night. What you think about that?
0: Yeah, man, I have to agree. It's 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 uh, as soon as I seen it, it put you in the mind of LeBron Block. Yeah, it did. So um, yeah, but LeBron <laughs> like you said, man, LeBron Block in the moment that it happened. Yeah. You know, you could be t- you could be potentially talking about, you could potentially be talking about the Warriors being being. Up what up to and 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 not tied at that moment. Yep. In in that scenario of that game, and LeBron denied that game, and then after that block, Kyrie, you know, Kyrie did what he did what he did with the big shot. And man, it's just it's just that moment, man. And it's Cleveland. It's it's Cleveland, bro. Like <laughs> it's it's the Cleveland Cavaliers who've never won anything. So that moment, that block will always be number one. Yeah, cause you don't expect the Cleveland Cavaliers to, you know, they hadn't won no type of major championship. So yeah, that block in that moment, and and, and, and you and you, and you see it every day in in the finals. Uh, as the games get ready to open, you see it in the in the finals moments. You see yeah. that block, mm-hmm. and it's going to stay there. It's in that that block is in that moment for a reason, mm-hmm. you know. So <laughs> yeah, man. But I have to put Giannis right behind him with that man, but. I definitely have to keep LeBron blocked, you know, at one, and then Giannis block
1: at two. Yeah, you know they say we biased. You know they say oh, no matter what, we're going to roll oh, with course, it, man. Of course, of
0: course. I but, don't care what they say. Yeah, but we,
1: but we just keeping it real, man. LeBron fans are not, you know. <laughs> just the scenario itself is going to keep it at number one. All right, Black. So, the Milwaukee Bucks, they ultimately go on to win this game. This series is now 2-2. Just a lot of storylines in this game. Devin Booker's performance. Chris Middleton's performance, Giannis's all-around game and to block her around the world, so to speak, on DeAndre A. And Chris Paul's abysmal performance. All of those ingredients is setting us up for Saturday night, man. Game five in Phoenix. Black, let's go ahead and move towards game five. Black, what are you thinking, man? What are you feeling? What, what do you think is going to take place this Saturday night, and black. Who's gonna win this game, and who's gonna be your three games or two on the verge of winning a championship on Tuesday night?
0: Man, I had been thinking about this because I know we're gonna be talking. To, I knew we was gonna talk about it, and I'm thinking about like, man, what we got from Giannis in two straight games with the forty with the forty piece and looking dominant as he was, and then. Chris Middleton, you know, finally coming alive and giving us the performance that we've been waiting on from him in the finals with the forty point uh last night. And I'm just sitting here like, man, like what what else could the what else could the Bucks do? Cause I, I, I know in the back of my head, Phoenix is gonna be really pissed in game five. I know they're gonna I know they're gonna come out and be assertive, the energy, you know, I feel like Phoenix is gonna try to come out here and maybe potentially try to you know, blow the <laughs> blow the Bucks out in game five. But I don't think they're gonna do it, D. I don't think they're gonna do it. Um okay. I think that I think that the Bucks win game five. Wow. And wow. I think the Bucks win game five on the back of Giannis. Wow and Chris Middleton. I think they continue to do what they did in the last two games. Okay. And I think it's gonna be very I think I think it's very, very key. To what they've been doing, and we've seen this, we seen this in past series, the Miami Heat and uh, the Dallas Mavericks series from like 0-6, if I'm not mistaken, I yep. could be wrong. Yeah. But we've seen how Miami went down 0-2 early, went home, and was able to get that momentum and build on that and win four games straight. And I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I'm not, I, I don't know. What mil I picked Milwaukee to win this series and, and if they can get game five that's what we could potentially be talking about but I really think they uh, uh win game five I think they stick to what they've been doing in, in these games in milwaukee I think chris Littleton has a better output in phoenix this time around because he feels he feels confident in what he's doing after that after that game last night so i think I, I think the books pull this out I'm thinking uh 112. 112 to, I'm going to say, like, maybe 109, 108. Because wow. that's okay. how these games been kind of going here recently.
1: Okay. Well, I'm definitely um, um going the other way. I think Phoenix goes home. We all know the deal, man. When you go home, your role players play better. Your role players hit shots. The energy is through the roof. You thrive off the energy. Look, Chris Paul will respond. Chris Paul is not a player that's going to go out the way he went out in game four. That's not going to happen. He is too great of a player. He is too great of a leader. Now, don't get me wrong. I know Milwaukee is playing superior defense on Chris. I know that. But I believe in Monty Williams, that he's going to make adjustments. And I believe in Chris Paul, that he's going to figure some things out. Cam Johnson is going to make big shots. Um. Um. uh Bridges is going to make big shots. Booker is going to continue to be on his role. I think Chris Paul makes timely shots. Eight. I think the whole gang gets going. And this could be a this could be a Crowder game, man. Jay Crowder game. I'm talking about five or six threes from Jay Crowder at home, man. I mean, I just think the fans are going to be pouring it in. Giannis is not that good on the road from free throws. Matter of fact, he is abysmal on the road shooting free throws. Chris Middleton, he's not been known to play very, very well on the road after a big night, hence his Brooklyn series, and hence his Atlanta series. So I'm going to take the home team. I think this is a situation where the home team win every game leading up to Game 7, because that's what I'm hoping Mm. we get. I hope we get a Game 7 on next Thursday night to determine a champion. That's what I hope we get. But here's the deal. I just think Chris Paul, he responds – Chris Pauls knows this may be his only opportunity, man. He knows that. Coach Monty Williams is a excellent coach, and I think he will make the adjustments. And I'm going to go the other way here. I think Phoenix wins this game, roughly 115 to 105. I think they win by 10 or more, and they mm. they stifle Milwaukee. And the role players from the Bucks don't show up. Brook Lopez don't show up. Chris uh, P.J. Tucker don't show up. Connaughton doesn't show up. Bobby Portis doesn't show up. I just think Giannis and Chris Middleton are going to be the only two to give forth any type of effort. And the Phoenix Suns take advantage of that because their role players will be on. Chris will be better. Book will be good. They go three games or two headed back to Milwaukee uh, on uh, Tuesday night uh, for game six. So that's what I think is going to happen this coming Saturday night, man. All right. All right, Black. Yep. Go ahead, go ahead. yeah, man, I, I, man, I'm enjoying these finals, man. Very I'm good. I'm
0: really enjoying these games. Very good. Man. It's, every single one of these games has has given us some 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 high drama and yep. I love every minute of it. I love every minute of it, man. No one would have thought, and it's crazy to see that you know the numbers for the finals are up this year. So it's 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 it's, it's amazing to see you know um, these two teams, man, put on a good show and. Uh, everybody be intrigued on in what's going on and locked in, man. But yes, most definitely this finals, it's is, is all real this year.
1: Yeah, me too. I'm enjoying them as well. I was hoping that we would get a, a great series at times in Phoenix. It didn't look like we was. And at times right now, Milwaukee doesn't look like it's going to last long. But we've seen the finals year in and year out, man. We, we've seen this movie before. You know, teams look one way at home and they look another way on the road. You got two fresh teams and, you know, we these two teams may not get back here. I know the Bucs will be around for years to come. I know that. But, but the Bucs are an older team. They're older. You know, you got Brooklyn out there. You got Atlanta coming. You got some teams in the East that's going to be making some noise, man. But I think for Phoenix, man, I don't even think Phoenix will be favored to win the West next year. I mean, mm. I think they'll be a top three or four, but they won't be favored to win the West next year. They won't be. So the opportunity is now. This is now. And I think both of these teams, they know that. And that's why we're getting the quality basketball that we're getting. But at some point, Black, and this might be the game, game five, somebody going to have to step up and take this thing by the throat. Somebody going to have to. And I guess we're going to find out. Because I got a a feeling, man, that this series is going to be over in six games either way. I think the winner of Game 5, man, I think they also win Game 6. That's just what I'm feeling. I could be wrong. We'll talk about that later. But I just got a feeling, man, that the winner of Game 5, they're going to win two in a row, and they're going to be claiming their championship um, uh, early next week, man. That's what I'm feeling.
0: Mm, okay.
1: Yes, sir. Right? Yes, sir. All right, man, so, Black, that's pretty much going to wrap it up, man. So, you know, we've been doing this, you know, doing our recaps of each game of the NBA Finals, man. So this is our recap of Game 4. The next episode you hear from me and Black, we'll be back on schedule. So Game 5 is Saturday. You'll get a brand-new sports desk on Sunday at our regular time. So we'll be throwing, you know, uh, our Game 5 takes... Uh, on the regular uh, uh, sports desk show, man So, um, hope you guys are enjoying this content And this coverage from the sports desk uh, Me and Black are, you know, really enjoying it And, you know, we hope you guys are too Black, anything before we get you out of here, man?
0: Yeah, man, just want to say uh, Appreciate all the listeners and the supporters of of the show, man We appreciate all the love that y'all, uh, that y'all show
1: us Absolutely All right, Black man So, uh, I'll talk to you in a minute, man And uh, good show, bro All right, yo. All right. All All right. right, man. So this has been episode 128 of the Sports Desk, a little special edition, breaking down game four of the 2021 NBA Finals. Me and Black will be right back in a couple of days, giving our takes on game five. So we hope you guys really enjoyed. Uh, this episode and we really look forward uh, To kicking it with you guys Very very soon so shout us out Man and talk to us on Instagram And and Twitter you can find me at Dedrick uh, Hicks Jr. On Twitter on Instagram you can find Black At BlackENL3 on Twitter And Instagram and you can Visit us on Instagram at the Reduced Lunch Sports page uh, so check us out there So shout out to reduce Lunch shout out to the NPN Network and uh, you guys be safe Take care of yourselves and we'll be seeing. Well, we'll be talking to you guys in just a couple of days. New sports desk. Are you ready to go? Are you ready to go? You're
0: Are, you ready to the sports go? Show? Are you ready to go? Are you ready to
1: go? Hey, bro, you listening to the sports Dance. Hey, this Reduce lunch sports no. man. Come on now. Oh, oh,
0: oh. New sports Desk.